welcome to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. I'm Amber Gregg. I'm Kate Oda. I'm James Moore. And tonight we are going to be talking about Firefly Lane by Kristen Hanna. It is a women's fiction novel that takes place from the 1970s to present time. And it follows Tully and Kate, who are complete opposites, but become close friends and go through lots of ups and downs in their friendship over the years and we'll be diving into some of the reasons why it was so tumultuous Uh, but let's start with just overall first impressions well i'll say up front i i enjoyed reading this book i don't think i've ever read a generational buddy um lifelong friendship book before but i've seen a lot of movies like this and uh it was it was a joy to read i like the characters i think it definitely fits for our um strong female character criteria for, for covering the book. And, um, you know, it was, it was just a, an easy read for me. And initially when I saw it was how, th- how thick the book was, I decided to get this one in paperback and I was a little scared. <laughs> Do I have enough free time for this book? But I made the time for this book because it was that good. Yeah. So I, I came to this book having watched the Netflix adaptation first. So I had certain expectations and then the book was wildly different. Uh, so I spent a, a little while like getting my sea legs and figuring out what was going on and like, where's this character and why aren't we talking about this? So so that took some adjustment, but I still enjoyed it. Although the whole time I just wanted both of the characters to just get over their flaws and be friends, truly friends instead of like whatever was going on. So it was, it was a good read. I, I went through it pretty fast. Yes. Uh, so I'm the opposite of Kate where I read the book and then I've been watching the Netflix show. So yes, very, very different stories. Uh, They kind of took the general concept and did their own thing with it. Um, So I can definitely see how it'd be jarring because yeah, there are a lot of characters in the show that don't exist and some of the main plots are completely different and we'll be diving into all that. But I just want to give a heads up that there will be spoilers for both the book and the show. So if you haven't read the book and watched the show, just a forewarning. Um, yeah, so my initial thought was I was just feeling really frustrated for the characters when I read the book. Like, I don't know. Like you said, Kate, they had flaws and you just kind of wanted them to like get over themselves and the relationship, like the love triangle relationship that was going on made me feel really uncomfortable. And I felt really sorry for Kate. I felt sorry for Tully in a lot of ways too, but I just felt really bad for Kate and her relationship. And the show just doesn't even really go into any of that. So spoilers again. So in the book, you have this love triangle where Johnny always wanted Tully initially, at least. And and Tully was noncommittal. She didn't want that. She didn't really like him, but they slept together. And then Kate has just always been pining after Johnny, like, like blinded completely head over heels for him. And so she kept wanting him to love her and he wanted Tully. And then it seems almost like he finally just caved in and was like, well, Tully's not going to come for me. So Kate's the next best thing. And it seems like, you know, he did truly love her over time. And you could, he proves that over time. Like I do really love you, but it's a huge problem in their relationship in the show. You start off, 
off where they're already like they're getting a divorce, Kate and Johnny. And it's because she had like an emotional affair with somebody else. So it totally puts everything on Kate instead of on this like love triangle, which there is some component of the love triangle like you know you feel that Johnny had feelings for Tully at one point and they had slept together on a drunk night but not nearly to the degree that the book goes into and so I don't know it that was the part of the book that frustrated me the most is I get for the story <laughs> it was entertaining but for Kate as a character I was like oh this is really sad you deserve better <laughs> So I have to ask, so as a fellow Kate, obviously I felt for Kate very much and we have some personality things in common. When you guys read your names in a book, and I assume that's happened to both of you, do you feel like that character, like you bond with them a little bit because you have their same name? Or are you like, there can only be one? Well, so Amber's in books are usually strippers or they're like the mean bully in like a 90s <laughs> a 90s setting. So uh, <laughs> I try to not identify with them too much. <laughs> oh no, I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> At least the ones that I've read. Movies are similar too. <laughs> well, for my part, I I see so many Jameses and Jims and all that. It's, it kind of washes over. I have to actually see uh, some kind of character trait or some situation that relates to me at least a little bit for me to start, you know, bonding with that character. But, you know, you see James a lot. And, um, and, and a lot of times I notice that they're in books where the author wasn't very creative names in the first place. <laughs> you know, you know, you got a million Jameses out there. So um, it happened to me. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you both think of this, this love triangle that was going on? Did you feel like Kate was justified in feeling so insecure in the relationship? Or should she have just trusted Johnny at his words? That Well, I mean, for my part, you know, as you were talking about what made you in, in, the, in the book and the flawed characters, that's what attracted me to the book was the flawed characters and the the love triangle, although I think they carried it a little bit too far, I think the Kate character hung on to it just a little bit too long for my taste for me to, um, well, I, it didn't make me dislike her as a character, but I was thinking, you know, Kate, you can do better than being worried about Tully at this stage in the game. When it was at the later stage in the story and there was still a taste of that, you know, jealousy, I'm thinking that was, you know, hanging on to it too long. And um, but initially, yeah, it's that's what was entertaining for me. I didn't it didn't make me feel uncomfortable at all. It made it a good story. I thought it, it definitely added some drama and it really underscored how how Kate felt about Tully just in general, just always feeling like she was less than that. She was people's second choice, like even her family kind of treated her that way. Uh, so I think that the love triangle was really just like symbolic of that emotion going on with her. Yeah, with her I mean, mom I did feel too. bad. Yeah. <laughs> her mom was always like, oh, yeah, Tully this, Tully that. Like she definitely yeah. seemed, which I don't think it was actually like Tully more. I think she just saw that Tully needed her and she needed that mother 
figure. But yeah, it was really not fair to Kate to feel like, oh, I don't even have my mom. And then the show has her brother as more of a main character too. And so like, that's a whole nother person that doesn't tell Kate anything and is telling Tully everything. And they're like best friends. And like, Kate's just like, you know, oh, thanks, everybody. You know, I'm just here. You know, Tully gave the the toast at her brother's wedding and (laughs) she didn't even get asked, you know. Um, So at what point is it, it's not just Kate being self-pitying, it's Tully completely overstepping boundaries and everything. Like, I mean, I don't know. For me, if I had a friend that like inserted them into like every part of my life and like my marriage and my parenting the way that Tully did, I would be pretty upset. And I get that. Kate's her family, right? She doesn't have her own family. So she, like Kate became her only family. And and she does things that are like over the top and super kind, but also like she doesn't understand or respect like, okay, I went too far. Maybe I need to like step back and give them some space. Yeah. I mean, Tully definitely had abandonment issues and never wanted to be abandoned again to a very unhealthy degree. If, If I was Kate and I had a Tully, I would just move far away (laughs) uh just i'd be like oh look a job opening across the country like see you later um but then there would be no book so (laughs) what can you do well you know i think that there were some of the things i think amber that you might have seen from tully that you would say she was extremely kind i think it was still real selfish tully's like really selfish understandably so because of who her mom is and her upbringing and uh, what ends up being the love parallelogram with, uh, you know, her family involved uh, with Kate's family involved, because Kate is the example of, she didn't really take it for granted mom and a dad and a stable marriage and a real family life. But I think compared to what Tully had, she kind of took for granted, you know, how it can affect you that stand that these are the, that's the reason why some of these things and not, you know, respecting these boundaries. And also coupled with that, a lot of the times when Tully talked Kate into doing something, it it worked out, even though there was pain involved. And I think that maybe the author wasn't thinking this deeply, like, you know, when, she, when they were riding on their, their bicycles and in the middle of the night, and you know, and, she, you know, she gave it an idea to do that without, you know, no hands look, no hands type thing. And they ended up all scuffed up and everything. It was the thrill of the experience that, and it was the pain of the crash. And I think Tully was kind of showing her, you know, even through the pain of the crash, the thrill of it was worth it. And she was kind of doing that with taking over the raising of her daughter too, and trying to um, talk Kate into getting her daughter to take chances like that. And her and Kate's like, no, you know, I don't want her you know, modeling and get wrapped up in all that crap. So I think that even though there was, I mean, she definitely crossed lines crossed but um sometimes it did work out that's how she lived her life she didn't she didn't know any better i'm not that's not an excuse but uh yeah i don't know about moving away if you had to tully but um you know she they, <laughs> I think needed they each did other. right they moved away at some yeah, point <laughs> they did move away but they really needed each other yeah. they needed each other to, to live full lives i think and i think that was kind of the point of the book the part that i kind of struggle with too is that you know tully became like her job her career became her life right like that was she set her mind out like okay i'm gonna become this type of person so i'm going to do it and then she just kind of dragged kate along she's like you're gonna be part of my dream this is your dream now and kate's like okay sure 
And so she does it and she's good at it, but she really doesn't like it. So when she has a chance, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to be a stay at home mom. And it's like, there's this like conflict there of like, she wants to be a stay at home mom and Tully doesn't understand that. And in like the end of the way the book ended, it made it seem like, oh, well, <laughs> I don't know. It just like, there was such a like complete like conflict in these two ideas of like being a workaholic or your stay at home mom. Like there's not really like an in-between like, this is my life. This is my life. Like there's no room for anything else. So, and it was like, Oh, Kate had no sense of purpose or like whatever, like her purpose was just being a stay at home mom. So I struggled with this like idea that like, there's no, there's, they made it seem like two such big extremes that if you don't have this like major dream, then, then your only purpose is being a stay at home mom. Like that's how it kind of made it seem, which maybe some people feel like that, but, but it was just weird how it kept like butting those two things against each other. So there were so many more aspects of their lives than, than just those things. I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but there's a weird point of conflict between the two of them. So are you saying, Amber, that this is a tragedy story, the book? A tragedy? I don't know. <laughs> it is sad. <laughs> it is. I mean, the whole ending is sad, too. I mean, it ends with her death, right? It's, um, which with the show, I'm curious, they just did a second season and they said the second season is the last so they haven't mentioned anything about cancer yet so I'm wondering if that comes up in season two and that's how they end it because they haven't even said like you know they say that Kate and Tully aren't talking anymore but we don't know what it is and they haven't really brought up too much about her daughter and the conflict there yet they kind of hinted at it with like the birth control and Tully getting her birth control so I'm curious if they go in that in that direction but yeah it is sad I don't know it's like it is a story about friendship but they both just kind of like drove themselves into the ground with with their friendship and the way they live their lives yeah and something that was interesting to me was like the choice to give a character cancer uh at at a young age and i mean i guess there was something in the acknowledgments or the afterword about the author knew someone who died young of cancer i think but at the same time i was like okay but what's what's that supposed to mean to us as readers are we supposed to be like oh well life happens or like you know walk away from the book and be like i'm gonna go get a mammogram like that doesn't seem there there was no theme there to uphold that message so i just don't get it i guess well that's another point point where i was like really sad like obviously the cancer stuff is sad but also i'm thinking in the back of my head like oh you know like tully and johnny can just be together now and poor kate just dies (laughs) like like that's how they made it sound and even Kate was like okay you two like have my blessing you can be together now take over my family Tully have my daughter just have my husband there you go like that's how she set it up but it was really sad like, oh my I, god I, I thought that was awful and, and yeah. I, I, I saw the same thing that you're talking about and I thought that was awful and I I'm not saying that the author wrote an entire book just before because of that type of cancer and it was something I wasn't aware of. I was um, educated because of that. But I think she had a choice. I can see her having a choice. Do you give that cancer to Kate or you give that cancer to Tully? Do you give it to the person that does everything right all her life, basically, um, unless Tully tells her to do something wrong <laughs> and gets herself examined and does everything medically right and all that stuff. And she suffers and dies because of that. Or give it to Tully, who's had a tragic you know, childhood and, and kind of a, a, a sad life of just materialism and 
and and things and 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 appearance, you know, way everything looks, would give her that, that that cancer. I, as an author, would have given her that cancer to make more of a point of, you know, she was really living a very empty life. Not that she deserved to die or anything like that, but a disease like that will put everything in perspective, as opposed to your friend having that cancer, you having that cancer. And realizing that all the money that you have, the places that you live, your your side piece that you use, the, the, the guy on your arm to take the party, all that really doesn't mean anything. It would have drawn her closer to her real adoptive family of the Malarkeys. I think I would have seen, I would have liked to have seen that story a little bit better. Okay, see something you just said uh, proved to me why it had to be Kate. Because you mentioned that Tully had that really tragic childhood. But they are polar opposites. And so if Tully had a sad childhood, Kate has to have a sad death. Not that you can have a happy death for Tully, but like the book ends before we get there. So (laughs) Yeah. it was just just like really setting up for a sequel where Tully and Johnny and their daughter, Mara, just live a happy life together. I'm going to boycott that if they (laughs) it comes out, I'm boycotting it. (laughs) I'm going to get a sign and pick it bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go back against that wholeheartedly okay so my question is then james do, so you think that kate is like zero fault like you think she's perfectly innocent in all of their conflict no no i'm not not perfectly innocent i mean she she goes overboard in her own right as far as suspicion against johnny for sure after a certain point in their their marriage, she does that. I think that this thing she could have handled with her daughter better. She could this thing she could have handled with with Tully better, and kind of rein in that jealousy because you know there was a jealousy factor you know throughout the whole thing. Even though she loved Tully, there's a jealousy factor of you know kind of seeing you know what she's able to do and you know her her fame and stuff like that. You can see that come bring out the the bad in her. And when Tully's interacting with her family, you know, when they had the, you know, the holiday events and she named her show after, the, you know, one of the, you know, the rituals that they have and stuff like that, you can tell that that's, you know, there's some jealousy there. So no, she's not innocent, but she's, she's a do-gooder. She's, you know, she tries to do right most of the time and she's kind of, she's not sparkly clean, but I think of all the characters, she's the, the cleanest one in there. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of Kate's problems were either mostly in her head, that sort of jealousy, maybe a little anxiety, but she also really didn't have a backbone and she definitely should have stood up to Tully more and like really reinforced her personal boundaries uh, so that Tully didn't just walk all over her like a mat, <laughs> which can be hard when it's, you know, your friend and your family obviously loves them. But if you start early, you can have a healthier relationship so do you think that Tully was a good friend at all or was she just too overbearing and selfish? Because she did some good things, but it always seemed like it came with something for her benefit, right? Like when she showed up, I think she was at the hospital and she showed up with the camera crew and she wanted to be like the first one to have the story. But then she's like, well, I have all these resources for your cancer. I'll pay for everything. Like like she thinks she could just like throw like money and resources at things, I think. And she she honestly thinks she's helping. Like even when she brings Kate and her daughter on her show, which that, that I totally agree with Kate. That would be like the most like mortifying thing ever. Like I would never speak to my friend ever again if they like pulled me on a show to be like, here's why you're an awful mother. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> and let's air out all of your teenage daughter's grievances on live television for yeah. the whole world to see. So yeah. in her mind, she thought she was doing a great thing. Like, I'm going to help repair this relationship. But she didn't have to do it on live television if that was really what her goal was. Mm. Well, to answer your question, was she a good friend? I think that she was the best friend she could possibly be. Her damaged situation and damaged psyche because we have of when she acted the way she did and it turned out really great and, and she acted the way she did and it turned out awful. The awful situation, of course, is when, you know, she brought her friend on the show in America, seeing that she's the awful mother and we're going to fix you on TV. You know, that didn't turn out when she was at death's door and um, in a hospital and Kate was like, absolutely no way are we, you know, taking advantage of this. It turned out to be a, a great thing and made Kate look good, made Johnny look good, you know, to have that story done in the way that it was. And the rest of Johnny and Kate's life would have been very different if that wasn't done. So that was a time when she overstepped her boundaries. She she constantly, but it worked out in that case in the long run. So I think Tully had a difficult time differentiating in her head, you know, when's the good step over and when's the when's the bad step over? Because when you have a, a lifelong relationship with certain people, I have like maybe outside of my wife, I think I have like two or three people that I'll be able to call bullshit on them. You know, if they tell me they're going through something, I say, no, I can talk to you like this. You Here's what you need to do and you do what you want, but here's what you need to do. And you can kind of cross that line with certain people. It's, it can't count them on more than one hand though. <laughs> Otherwise, she gets yourself in a lot of social trouble. But I think that's the trouble with Tully is that she didn't know the difference between stepping out for good and stepping out for bad. So what do we think about Johnny and all of this? Right, We talked about the two girls, but you know, he, he's obviously a part of it. Is he in the wrong? I mean, he's not who I would tie myself to. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? He slept with Tully, just normal. And then... He started dating her best friend that she has like a sort of symbiotic, unhealthy friendship with. And it's like, why, dude, would you do that to yourself? Like, that was a dumb move on his part. And then he like, the didn't they get married when Kate was like already pregnant or something? And he acted weird about it. And there was some sort of like sense to me that he didn't really want to do it. But he was like, well, she's knocked up. So like, I have to. I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, I didn't like him very much. <laughs> I thought he had like a hero complex, maybe because he was like, oh, I have to go back to war journalism. Like, bro, no, you don't report on the weather or something safe you know <laughs> but that that's just me <laughs> as far as the johnny character i think that johnny could have been easily replaced with a golden retriever and the book will probably would have been at the same because you know he, he initially he can't make up his mind you know he's he's lusting after tully because she seems adventurous and bold and, and all that stuff and then he all of a sudden you know he changes his mind and then be loyal, like a dog would. And besides having kids, you know, being able to make kids, um, yeah, the, the Labrador could have been in there instead of him. <laughs> oh, with, with a long lifespan, a Labrador retriever. I, I didn't like him as a character all that much. And I was really expecting him to die. If I think, I think that if he had died, he might have had some more value in the story. But... <laughs> But, um, you know, I'm all for killing people <laughs> in, the, in the book to, to make things, you know, depending on he, he would have been a good person to kill. But um, 
they stuck with him and he ended, he ended up staying two dimensional for the entirety of the book, my humble opinion. Yeah, I definitely feel like he settled for Kate. And I do think that he truly loved her at some point along the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's got to be hard when, you know, you're like fantasy girl, dream girl that really you could never have because she's not going to settle down for you. Is like always there right in your face, like integrating herself into like your parenting into your marriage like it's not like okay like I can't have my dream girl whatever I'll move on and never see them again or maybe see them in passing once every 20 years not (laughs) every day she's basically living in my house Uh, so that's got to be tough for all parties but yeah Kate he could have just walked away and found somebody completely different Um, so since we're talking about love interests we have to talk about Chad Wiley. I mean, he has the name Chad. That just instantly makes him an unlikable character. Uh, you know, Chad. Um, so he's a professor, right? And uh, Tully's professor. They end up sleeping together, but it turns into this, like, really intense, um, again, off-again relationship. And it really seems like he's kind of, like, Tully's true love in her heart, but it would never work in reality. And, like, he wants, I don't know. You know, what do you think? what do you think about that? whole relationship i think he's gross (laughs) uh (laughs) professors who sleep with their students super gross the power dynamics are gross the age difference is probably gross i don't remember how old he was didn't like him didn't like that relationship didn't like that it kept going (laughs) not a fan (laughs) so as kate wrestles with her feelings on his character i'll just i'll just say um when i initially knew that chat was you know when we all knew he was you know sleeping with with tully i was really hoping that something bad was going to happen to him especially on top of her you know her rape experience when that was described it was similar to the rape experience it was like she i'm not saying that she didn't do but it's like you know he he had he took advantage of his influence and position and did that so it's in that category, in my mind, I was hoping something bad was going to happen to him, but it didn't. So, um, but him as a character, when I, when I saw that it was going to keep him in there and have a job in the story, his job in the story was basically, he understood Tully more than even Kate did, you know, because when uh, it came crunch time and he was going to, you know, he wanted her to be with him forever and stuff like that. And she had the chance to choose him over career. He knew, he knew 100% who she was, what she picked and what was going to happen. And uh, instead of like, well, Johnny didn't have a choice because Johnny was never with her anyway. But um, he decided to just break it off and want somebody that's really going to want me and especially when she met up with him, they, you know, that looked like a happy situation, him hanging out with his, his family and all that. And is really what John should have done. No, no, not what not Jenny. It's really what Kate should have done. As far you know, she should have found someone that actually wanted her, and not like the consolation prize. And like he was a mirror of that, and um, and really also to show Tully what she's missing by having real relationships with people in a real family, as opposed to having the adoration of you know people that don't really know you. And she was unhappy with that too. You could tell when she was having her events that you know all these people in this room they say they 
you know, love me or whatever. They don't even know who I am. So yeah, I would say something similar with Johnny. Like Johnny understood Tully because he was kind of broken in a lot of ways too. So I think that's kind of what drew him to her as well. And they were both like really passionate about their careers. Um again, it's just another example of why I just feel bad for Kate. I mean, <laughs> she just uh, I mean, just because she's not broken per se, she's just like all walked, you know, walked all over. I mean, yes, she should maybe stand up for herself and defend herself. But even her daughter, I mean, it was just like horrifying to like read how mean her daughter was to her. And then Tully's like taking the daughter's side. And it's like, Tully, you didn't have a relationship with your mom. Don't try to act like you know, like what a parent-child relationship should look like. It's not even your parent-child relationship to to be a part of um but it just kind of kept like stoking the fire and i don't know i know teenage girls can be mean but it just seemed like really over the top writing of how this how mean kate's daughter was to her sorry par for the course i have <laughs> i have experience with teenage daughters and teenage girls and and that's very realistic. Maybe it's just wishful thinking. I have two little girls right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't ever imagine. I'm not saying this is definitely going to, I'm not saying everybody experiences that level of conflict and it's definitely going to happen. But the thing I will say is that that kind of mean talk is is real and can happen. Yeah. So then what did we think about the novel at the end? Like basically how Tully convinced Kate to write down her like life story for her family to read. Do you feel like that was kind of an unselfish act from Tully or was that going to be another, she has an underlying motive there? I thought it was cliche uh, because like character ends up writing this book at the end right? of the book. Like, <laughs> so I, I was so annoyed by the cliche of it <laughs> that I didn't analyze like, Oh, what's in it for Tully or anything. Um, I mean, maybe nothing, maybe now that Kate's dead, she'll just ride the coattails of that book success too. I don't know, but I was disappointed in its inclusion in this book. Yeah, it, it is definitely cliche, but for what it's worth, I think it was Tully's attempt to get Kate to, I think Kate really doubted the importance of her life, you know, a, a lot of down the road. And the fact that she did become rich and famous, that she didn't really write that novel. It's, it was a, a chance for her to finish something that she had started, which is, a you know, another cliche type thing and done heavy handedly. But as far as what it meant for Tully, I think it was one of her few unselfish acts and to get her friend to do this. And, and she did you know, one of the few times that she did the right thing to push her into that. So, Kate, I want to know what your thoughts are on the differences between the show and the book, because you saw the show first. So I'm sure it's very jarring to come into the book. <laughs> it just starts from the beginning totally different. Yeah. I mean, the format in the book is obviously different because I'm pretty sure the book just went like chronologically through their lives, if I remember correctly. And the TV show bounces. Every episode has like a, a past them and a current them sort of plot line in each episode. So that was different the the brother was such a big part of the show and the fact that like spoiler alert the brother is gay uh not at all in the book he was like mentioned once and just went off 
and had his own life separate. Uh, the cancer was a surprise, sort of. My mom told me it was going to happen because she was like, was there cancer in the show? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> also, that's not what her voice sounds like. I'm so sorry, mom. <laughs> And maybe because it's a book rather than the show, it could focus more on their internal emotions. And so it had more of the jealousy and more of, you know, Tully's whatever, Um, (laughs) mostly the jealousy uh, that the TV show didn't quite show as much. Mm-hmm. That's probably just, you know, book versus show. Uh, and the book brought up the fact they were in Seattle a lot more and mentioned like Bainbridge Island and all this stuff that now I'm familiar with because now I live out here. And the TV show did not mention them very often. Um, it would just be like, oh, and suddenly a giant house on the water. And it's like, that's Bainbridge Island right there in a nutshell. It's <laughs> where all the rich people live. Um, so yeah, the different experiences for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was very weird for me to read the book and then now watching the show for the same reasons. Like, the, well, so for one, they really make Kate into the bad guy. I feel like Tully is a lot more sympathetic in the show. And maybe because they got feedback that Kate was like too walked all over and Tully was like too awful. They wanted to make Tully more likable. But so like we start off with Kate having her like emotional affair. They're getting a divorce. Like she basically was like already like walls up and so we see her making a lot more mistakes early on in the show and you see a lot more from Tully of her doing things like above and beyond to be a really good friend to Kate like you do see some of that from Kate but I feel like not as much like she's just kind of riding riding along and she gets annoyed by Tully but she's not doing anything actively to be a good friend to Tully all the time (laughs) You haven't watched the last episode or two episodes, right? I I just started the second to last one, I think. Okay. Uh, when Tully has a big thing go wrong for her, spoilers for you. you I don't spoil know. It. You can spoil it. <laughs> Tully has a miscarriage and Kate is like very supportive in there for her. But also the show created number one, Tully's miscarriage and number two, Tully's like fireman boy toy. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's totally different. <laughs> I like him. (laughs) He's a great addition. Where was he in the book? (laughs) I think he's more of a visual specimen. (laughs) That's true. He probably wouldn't have been as great on the page. Well, I just want to say to America that I'm having the show (laughs) spoiled for me as as we sit here because I've only seen half an episode and the more you guys talk about it, the more I think it's, you know, I hate to be sexist, but girl oriented, then something's <laughs> going to hold my attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, it's definitely more like like a lifetime kind of drama friendship, but a step up. It's not as cheesy as a lifetime movie. So I don't know. It's like so... I rated the book a three initially when I finished it because of all the annoyances I had, but I thought it'd be a really good one to discuss. And then watching the show, I like some parts of the show more, but also maybe because I read the book first, I'm like, oh, I'm like mad they didn't include certain things. So it kind of made me appreciate some things in the book more because I'm like, I wish they would have included that in the show. I'm like, oh, maybe the book was better than I initially thought because I was looking for these different elements, but uh, I don't know. many books have you done this with amber you'll slide over to a higher rating with almost every book <laughs> that if you bring a book to the group that you've read before especially you're like i i gave it a one before but i don't really think it's a five 
maybe I don't want to be responsible for bringing a really awful book. I'm like, oh, it was great. I thought it was great. I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Sometimes books, even if I hate it, it's really good to discuss. And then having a good discussion makes me appreciate it more. Okay. Or I'm just too nice in my ratings. <laughs> so wait, what's your final score? It was a three before, but now what is it? Yeah, like a three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, big diff. I was going to say four, but it's not a four. It's no, I can't give it a four. Well, we know that statistically you're not as soft as you appear to be. So I know. Yeah. Shocker. <laughs> Maybe I'm just more gentle in how I give my bad reviews. <laughs> I want to give it a five, but I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I I'll give it a three. I think I mean the characters they were they were strong female characters. They made decisions. They made decisions I did not agree with. Would you I think say that were, Kate was strong female too? She's less strong, but she still does make conscious choices. Like yes, I will still pursue Johnny after he slept with my so-called best friend. Like it's a choice. <laughs> um. <laughs> I think the show, the show I'd probably put a three, like I'll watch season two. Will I watch it, like binge watch it the weekend it comes out? No, but I'll watch it. Would I read a sequel to the book? I don't think so. Probably because Kate died. <laughs> but... <laughs> Right. Yeah. I'm assuming at the end of season one of the show, she's still alive because I saw she's in season two. So um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So that would completely change the story. And like I said, it's just going to be Tully and Johnny and the daughter <laughs> living out their beautiful, crazy lives together. <laughs> what about you, James? Well, ugh, I hate doing half stars. So I'm going to avoid that by saying this is this is the absolute weakest four you've ever heard of <laughs> being given to a book. I mean, like you, I even the half part of watching the show made me appreciate the book a little bit more. And our discussion has made me appreciate parts of the book a little bit more as far as the story and construction. There's some there's some uh, obvious telegraphing and there's some issues I have with. A, you know, a two-dimensional character in Johnny, but I just the experience of reading the book, I enjoyed it so much. I, I feel bad giving it anything less than a four, and I'm tired of giving away three and a halves for, for ratings. I should make a commitment. So this is a, the, the weakest four that you'll ever hear. So would you recommend this book to other people to read, to watch watch the show? I think so. I talked to some people in my family who have only watched the show and they all really enjoyed it. It's just one of those good shows where you can kind of like half watch it too. You know, if you have nothing else to watch, it's just like something you don't have to like stress too much about. It's not like a Breaking Bad. You have to like put your whole self into it when you watch it. Um so I think for that reason, it's probably easier to recommend the show than than the book because a well, book is a lot more commitment anyway. Um, but they seem to to enjoy it for just what it was. Well, I, I did recommend the book to Donna. So, you know, she's kind of on again, off again, reading it. I didn't tell her that it was like, yo, man, you this is fantastic. You got to read it. But I just I think that she would enjoy the story. So I recommend it for her specifically. I would recommend it for specific people that I know who would be into 
an an epic story like that. That story is kind of like lifelong epic type deal. And um, meant that the you know the other characters other than Johnny were multi layered and had facets and, and problems, you know, flaws. And that's what you want. You don't want to us straight out you got everybody figured out on page 12 you know you want a, a book that's going to show you different facets of the characters throughout the book and that's what this book did for the most part so i would recommend it to certain people i, I mean i'd recommend it with caveats i mean obviously we mentioned it but like content warning both the book and the show have rape uh the book has someone die of breast cancer the show has a miscarriage. Like if those things are going to not be cool for you, like it's obviously not the book for you um, or the show. But I think there was like heavy 70s, 80s nostalgia for quite a bit of it. So if that's someone's jam, I'd probably recommend it to them. So like my mom was a kid in the 70s, young adult in the 80s. Like she, I think, connected with that a lot. So if if that's you, listener... Um, <laughs> then this could also be good for that. People who like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not exactly like James called it a buddy cop almost, except they're not cops, but like, it's it's almost like f- frenemy, not comedy, like frenemy drama, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so have you all read any of Kristen Hannah's other books, like The Great Alone or The Nightingale? Nope. No, I haven't. The Nightingale was really good. But historical fiction, like war historical fiction's not really normally my cup of tea. So it wasn't like super amazing to me, but I could appreciate what it was. And so I know a lot of people have really enjoyed it. Um, and then The Great Alone was really fascinating, but that's like a commitment of a book. It's like really, really long, lots of details. But if you just like really want to dive into like like the setting of a book, because it's in Alaska, I think. And it just really, really, the, the setting is the plot, you know, mostly. And um, I, I thought that book was really incredible. But again, you have to be prepared to like really sit down with it and, and commit to it for a while. It's not like that's what I was kind of surprised when I read this book because I was expecting kind of like a really heavy historical fiction kind of book. Um, so I wasn't really expecting this whole like generational story friendship, more like a soap opera kind of drama. I wasn't really expecting that aspect of it. So I guess Yes, it kind of took me off guard, um, but highly recommend her other books um, more so than this one. Um, I would say, especially The Great Alone. Any other final comments about the book? Well, I, um, you know, like I, I think it's all been said on my end. It's a book that I would recommend to certain people, like Kate said, that there are triggers in it. You know, if you be warned about certain things, but. When you get right down to it, it's a real life book with some historical spice put into it. So, yeah, like you like you say, if you're into the the 70s and 80s and that sort of thing and and a little nostalgic about that and want to have a read of a multi characters book, then this one would be would fit the bill. Absolutely. Well, next episode, we will be discussing The House Across the Lake by Riley Sager. So make sure to read that so you can join in on our discussion. It's kind of like a mystery thriller. So perfect for fall will be later than Halloween, but uh, we'll be reading it on the spooky season. (laughs) Thank you all for listening and join us next time. Thanks for listening to the Judging More Than Just the Cover podcast. 
I'm Amber Gregg. Join us next month to see what we thought of another best-selling book with a strong female main character. The chat doesn't end here. Let us know your thoughts in the comment area or connect with us on social media. Enjoyed the show? Share the love. Give us a review, like, follow, and a share with your friends. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, peace out. Oh, 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 oh,